Hello, and welcome to today's episode of In Fellowship, the podcast where we explore community building through a chapter-by-chapter read of The Lord of the Rings. My name is Ellen. And my name is Anna, and in today's episode, we're discussing book one of The Fellowship of the Ring and reflecting on the end of season one. Ellen, can you believe we made it this far? I am truly in shock. Didn't think we'd get here. It's been many months. Like, uh, almost a year. It's been almost a year! It's been almost a year. You pitched this idea to me in February of 2021. Yeah. Wow. And the world just kept turning, and now here we are. Whole book slash volume one underneath our metaphorical belts. That's right. So today we're doing something a little bit different than our our usual fare, uh, which is fun to say because now we do have usual fare. And we're going to reflect a little bit more on the book. And I wanted to ask you, Ellen, why do you think reflection is important either while you're in community or why reflecting on community is important? I think anytime you can take steps back and look at personal relationships that you have, be it individual or ones in a community, it's a really good opportunity to, to take stock of what you like in your community, what you don't like, ways that you can grow. And I, I think, you know, it's not something that I did very often before starting this podcast. So I like that I've been able to carve out more time and reflect on things like this because there's, there's no way to move forward and grow in relationship with others without doing it mindfully and really taking a, a careful approach to that. What do you think? I agree. I also think that because being in community with others can cause us to change our own minds and our own hearts, that having the opportunity to reflect on those changes and really see if they um, help us grow towards our or grow into our values remains really important. I have been thinking about this a lot because someone who is close to me recently had a baby Baby! and I am so enamored with this baby already such a precious little bean and it's really the first time in a long time that I felt like I've been consciously reflecting on my efforts in this world because I want them to have an impact beyond just where I'm focused on going or what I'm doing next but to instead take a much broader view and uh, build pretty intentionally for this sweet little person that's now come into the world. So I've really enjoyed being able to practice that skill through this podcast um, because I feel like just generally it's not something that I'm very good at remembering to, to take a moment, like you said, take stock and, and pause and reflect. I think humans in general are very, unless something catastrophically terrible happens, I feel like it's very easy to just keep moving forward without reflecting on what has happened. I do think, you know, the as you're saying, it's good to, to make sure that the people that we're spending our community with are helping us grow in our values. And I'm glad that you are now engaging with the next generation. Well, this podcast is part community building experiment, part Lord of the Rings discussion. And so I think we should transition into our Lord of the Rings portion. Fair enough. Normally at this point, one of us would walk us through what happened in the chapter, but 
We now have a whole volume that we have read, and there is a lot to go through. So we have agreed to sum up what happened in 10 words or less. Would you like to, to go first, or do you want me to uh, take a crack at this? Well, as as we were discussing before we clicked record, I did write a couple of ideas down. I would really love to know what your thoughts are off the cuff. <laughs> okay, here we go. Frodo flees death with ring. Strider helps. Sam carries team. <laughs> That's 10. <laughs> that's all I got. It wasn't maybe a full sentence, but that's what happened. 10 words or less. I really appreciate your specificity, which is something I was struggling to manage in my own. So I have mm -hmm. a first mm -hmm. attempt and then a second attempt. And I do think they get better <laughs> through the attempts. Great. We're ready for it. Off the cuff. I have a crew of hobbits leave home to deposit a ring, mm, mm -hmm. which is pretty broad and sounds like they're That's going to good. a pawn shop. <laughs> it does. But that could also apply to like the entire trilogy. So maybe keep that one in mind. Right. Then I have an increasingly diverse ensemble journeys to Rivendell and fights evil. Those are great. An increasingly diverse ensemble. Yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. Wow. Great. Well, now you, nobody, if this is your first episode joining us, you definitely do not need to read The Lord of the Rings because we have now just summed up that first book for you. You're welcome. Done. Well, now that we know what happened, we have each prepared a couple of questions for the other. And we're going to start with what I'm calling our rapid fire fellowship building. Say that 10 times fast. I know. I, you know this, but other people don't. We took acting lessons as children. And this sounds um, like something that they would have had us do as the warm up along with like the mirroring that we had to do. Do you remember that? You like stand in front of another person and they would move their hand and you would move yours in the same way. Yes, I, I do recall these lessons, which mom and dad both maintain really helped me grow into being more of an extroverted person. And I just remember not enjoying these at all. And you were fully in your element, just like couldn't wait to get to these classes. And I was like, are the six weeks done yet? just ready for Broadway to give me a call that I was needed to, you know, step in as the understudy for the next Eponine or what have you. Still waiting on that call. You can find me in fellowshippodcast at gmail.com. Drop me, drop me or a Or retweet us. <laughs> or retweet us. <laughs> yes, at infellowshippod. Um, we are there. Okay, so rapid fire fellowship building. Uh, I'm going to ask you... You know, from the characters we've met so far, so no looking into the future, just of we've met so far, who mm -hmm. would you choose to be your blank? And if you want to give like a one sentence uh, reasoning of why, that is also acceptable. And then I will answer and then I'll ask you the next one. Does that sound good? 
That sounds good. My only question is, can we give the same answer for multiple questions? Are you just going to pick Strider for all of them? No, I am not. But I wanted to know, should I be really trying to look among the team? Or if there happens to be some overlap in my rationale, one could be the response for a couple of the questions. No, let's say that we got to pick new people because we're building a community. And so that it needs to have more than just you and one other person. Okay, that sounds great. So first one, from the characters we've met so far, who would you choose as your travel partner? Strider. Because? Because uh, Strider is both knowledgeable and also is the map. And I am Mm. really not great with maps in Mm -hmm. particular. Not a strong suit of mine. So while there are other folks that I feel like I'd rather be maybe on a journey with, Strider is the one for this particular journey that I feel like has the least likelihood of me dying at the end. Mm Mm-hmm. That makes sense. I would pick Sam Gamgee because he's nice, and I think he would carry all of my things and always be cheery, even if our flight was delayed. Okay, but next, who would you choose as your roommate? Sam, because he comes up with fun songs, and he seems like he'd be like very respectful of one another's space, and that he would be just like a good, chill, wind-down-from-the-day's-events person mm. to to be in a room with Mm -hmm. i would pick strider because he would always be gone (laughs) so in effect you're choosing to live alone in our community building podcast uh yeah live alone but split the rent (laughs) yeah all right next up so we're building a whole community here so don't lose me on this one who would you Mm -hmm. choose as your dentist as my dentist Mm mm-hmm I've got to say Gandalf. Mm -hmm. Just Mm -hmm. magic feels like that could be really advantageous for any level of dental work that needs to be done. Right. I would also pick Gandalf, and I would hope that he could double as my orthodontist and kind Mm -hmm. of correct this overbite that we got going on without needing braces for a second time. So we'll see what he can do about that. The last question that I have Who would you choose as your manager at work? I mean, it might be Pippin. Mm, mm -hmm. Because it would be so chill. Yeah, it would. Could leave work early, could go grab a beverage. He would come with you. Like, we're not driving results, but we're having a great time. (laughs) Right. I would choose Gildor, the elf that we met in Three is Company. Mm. I feel like he would give really open-ended assignments Mm. and I could sort of choose my own adventure at work because he seems like he would not be a micromanager as he does not micromanage Frodo's decision to uh, do anything with the ring. And that feels like much higher stakes than a project at work. So I'd pick him. That's interesting to me because I feel like on the flip side, there would be very little feedback for your performance. I'm fine with it. (laughs) Because it would all be like, the sun is in the house of whatever. And you're like, is that a good Mm -hmm. thing? Have Mm -hmm. I completed this to your expectations? Mm -mm. Unclear. So interesting. We'll never know. Well, those are my rapid fire fellowship building questions. The next thing that we wanted to discuss, I want to know how your community has changed since we started recording this podcast. Well, I'll say even 
in a, in a shorter time frame since we've started releasing podcasts, I feel like I am taking a much more active role to share parts of my life than I have in the last maybe 18 months or so. Mm -hmm. In part because I have something fun to share, maybe beyond sort of the daily drudgery of work, but also has just been kind of like a fun invitation to a conversation between you and I, which for some people may feel really familiar and for others, maybe the first time, obviously, experiencing this conversation with us. So that's been really fun to share and to try and build pretty intentionally those that are vested in us personally, but now we have sort of this additional project for them to to participate in. So that's been, that's been a pretty big change for me. Mm-hmm. What about you? So when we were still in the ideation phase of this and we hadn't actually started recording, I went to the library because... Love it there. Love a good library. Love a good library. And checked out a couple of books on community building. And one of the ones that I checked out was by Maya Birdsong called How We Show Up, Reclaiming Family, Friendship, and Community. And in this really excellent book, would recommend, she discusses how she has this women's group that meets once a month and they have different themed discussions each month. And I was so inspired by this that I have created the same in my life. So I now have a women's potluck. It's called Not a Book Club Book Club uh, because there's no book. And we meet every month and and discuss something pressing in our lives. And it has allowed me to meet new people, to strengthen relationships with women that I was already friends with and has dramatically changed my social calendar by making time each month to to meet with these seven or eight women. That's really interesting how one person, one action, one step can really change an entire outlook for someone else or can really change uh, an experience for someone. I'm thinking about how Um, This podcast has also really helped me think more about how I play, like we were talking about at the beginning, an active role in community building. And so while it's not something that I've particularly been good at previously, I'm really making more of an effort to actively cultivate relationships Mm -hmm. and to be pretty forward in that attempt with the folks I'm trying to build relationship with instead of trying to be like I'll just be the best friend that I can be when they allow me it's like no no Mm -hmm. (laughs) I'm in your text messages I'm making a thing we're gonna get together would you rather do it this weekend or this weekend and really trying to play a little bit more of that um, active community builder role and that's something this podcast has helped me do as well I love that I love reaching out it's, it's hard to do, so I'm glad to hear that both of us have more of a focus on doing that in our lives. Yes, and I will say as someone who will absolutely admit this is not a strong suit of mine, the more that I do it, the easier I'm finding it. Mm. So it truly is a skill that I'm practicing both through this podcast, thinking about more regularly, and then also bringing it into my personal life. I'm thinking of Miss Elizabeth Bennett having a conversation at the piano with Darcy, and he says how it's not easy for him to have conversations with people that he does does not know. And she responds that uh, she does not play piano as well as many women of her acquaintance, but 
she attributes that to lack of practice and not her own fingers. So Darcy's practicing, you're practicing, everyone's practicing community. That's right. Well, one of the things that I wanted to ask you, um, now that we've brought up both Jane Austen and your women's group, Mm -hmm. as two female identifying folks, we were not featured very heavily through this first volume of the book. And though we are building perhaps a more diverse coalition of travelers, almost all of them, to our knowledge, are male-identifying. And so I just wanted to get your thoughts on what do you think that changes about this group? Or what does this change about your experience in reading about this group? You know, it's just such a bummer because... We were um, so eloquent earlier, and then it's like, you know, it's a real it's drag. Just a, it's just a drag. Like, oh, man, why can't we have more interesting female characters in fantasy? I watched Pirates of the Caribbean for the first time in, like, ten years last night, and I was just like, wow, you know, who was a well-rounded, strong female character before her time? Elizabeth Swan, a.k.a. Kira Knightley. Like, she's out there, she's fighting, she's whacking people over the head, and I, I just would love any of that energy in this book. It's, it's disappointing to read and be like, I don't really see myself anywhere here. I totally agree. I think that while we see a lot of universal themes through books, and, and we're certainly exploring a lot of themes that are relevant to community building, right? The entire premise of our podcast through this book. I think we also have to remember that, that authors are not separated from the fallibilities of being a person. And so, you know, to the best of our knowledge, J.R.R. Tolkien is a man writing a man's world, writing a lot of male characters, writing from a pretty anglicized view, I would argue, as well. So there are definite absences in this book that feel really notable if those themes or those experiences don't reflect your own. And I think that can also be a really big barrier in reading these books, right? Like, Mm -hmm. I've had a couple of folks say, as we've really advertised that we're, you know, doing this podcast, had a bunch of people say that they have not really had any interest Mm -hmm. in reading these books or that they haven't read them because they felt too impenetrable. And while I haven't dug deeply with everybody that said that, I do wonder how much of it is, it just feels so separate from, you know, their lived experiences or from their values that it's hard to be like, well, this is the thing that I'm going to sit down and read. And oh, by the way, it's a pretty sizable trilogy to to just say you're going to do on a whim. Mm -hmm. That's true. I have heard that a little bit as well. I I guess my if if you're this deep into the podcast, I'm certain you like Lord of the Rings. But my pitch to people who who maybe are are nervous about getting in there or, you know, don't see themselves in it and can't imagine reading it. If you like stories about good and evil, you're going to like this book because at the end of the day, like, that's the, the crux of this. And there's there's so much beautiful prose, just not a lot of women. Not a lot of women. Although I will say that for its time, and a little bit of a spoiler alert, there are really excellent women 
coming mm-hmm. that feel more well-rounded than a lot of other fantasy writers do. Mm-hmm. That there there are better characters upcoming and that while there is a lot that goes on with this duality of good and evil, I also don't see as much trauma-based writing for those female characters as sometimes I think it's a bit exploited in, in mm. fantasy writing. Yes. Which I find something to celebrate about the few <laughs> female characters in this series. Did you know that The Hobbit was written in the 30s? Yes, I did know that. Jesus, I didn't. I know, it's wild, because, like, I have to remember that when this is being written to contextualize it does offer, I think, some insight about where ideas are coming from. So we've just left the Great War, World War I. Britain has been pretty well devastated by this. And then in the midst of recovery and a lot of nationalism and fear and poverty and loss throughout Europe, we see this uh, writing take place. Mm -hmm. So I think it's just a very interesting undercurrent to understand why maybe these were really salient themes for our our author. Right, because then this trilogy was written during the Second War. Yes. Yeah, that's, that's good context to remember as we're, I think, reading about you know, the descriptions of the battles and the, the fear of evil over sweeping the country. It's it's good to have that, that context. I think the world that Tolkien at that time is really participating in or witnessing, right, is, was mm-hmm. very gender specific. And, and that's to say nothing, right? I mean, we're talking exclusively in the binary. And so his worldview really is pretty pretty limited to one gender on one part of that spectrum. So mm-hmm. just wanted to shout that out, that though we love these books, that they are, again, not perfect and should not be put on a pedestal by any means. Yeah, but when you love something, you can look at it critically and still hold it in your heart. So, mm-hmm. and that's, I think, what we're doing. Right. So... Thinking kind of on that theme of reflection, then, is there something that surprised you about our conversations thus far? Have you learned anything perhaps new or something that caught you off guard through these first, what, 12 and a half episodes? I think the thing where when I always learn something new, whether it's from you or our guests, is in the story that we tell at the beginning that shapes the conversation. Um, I love hearing people's experiences around these themes, learning more about your life and about our guests' lives. I just think that's really special and it's not something that happens a lot. It's like I very rarely sit down with somebody and I'm like, tell me a story in five minutes about, you know, how you feel about community and food. And maybe I should be doing that more because I've been getting really excellent responses from you and, and of course, our guests. So I've enjoyed that and I've definitely learned a lot from it. What about you? Yeah, I think, you know, I am aware that we have lived apart for a long time um, and that we've lived on sometimes opposite sides of the country, more or less, or certainly with many states between us. And just to kind of think about how much has happened in our lives since we both left home, while I would still 
prior to this podcast qualify our relationship as close. I also am learning so much about your life up until this point, which I think is pretty amazing and pretty special to do and to celebrate in the moment so that it isn't late in the game, maybe that you're starting to ask big, important questions. And so then, like you said, how do I carry that into these other conversations that I'm having with people to make sure that I'm also celebrating those relationships and asking interesting questions beyond just the kind of everyday, which serve a purpose and maybe to be more intentional in the time that I have with folks. I recently was at a friend's birthday party where I only knew two other people and almost all of the small talk was around work. And then one person said, what are your interests outside of work? And I was like, I have a podcast about Lord of the Rings. And it was so nice to talk about something besides what I do during the day. And I was like, wow, I want, I want to be that person at the party. And what questions can I bring to have conversations and meet new people and deepen relationships beyond so what do you do for work I think two things about that because I was also thinking about how often I feel like I've been the work person at the party where it seems like all of my stories or all of my updates or the thing that's consuming my brain is work related and also I've heard but maybe our international listeners could share with us is that a United States thing Is that pretty country-specific, or is that more universal than I'm expecting it to be? I just know that the U.S. can be a little work-centric, and that a lot of places you don't typically introduce yourself as your name and what do you do for work, Um, and that's a very common way to introduce yourself here. So I would be curious to know if other folks, other places, have better opening questions to get to know someone. One time... Uh, on another podcast I was listening to, the host shared that his favorite get-to-know-you question is, what is your favorite bridge? What? (laughs) He's like, it tells you a lot about yourself. You know, it's like, where are they from? Or where did they travel? Or what did they value? You know, what's your, Anna, what's your favorite bridge? Well, I hadn't really considered bridge as much (laughs) until this exact moment in time. Mm Mm-hmm. So... The Tower Bridge in London is just, I've never been there, and it looks so beautiful. All of the photos of it, I'm just fascinated by it, and it's a, it's a place on my bucket list that I'd like to go. So as far as favorite, maybe aspirational bridges, uh, the Tower Bridge comes to mind. What about you? I have a very specific reason why I like the Williamsburg Bridge and it's because it's easy to bike over. See, look at how much we've learned now. We've learned that you want to travel to London and we've learned that I like to bike in New York. Such a good, such a good conversation. We've journeyed far from where we started on this on this one, but I like where we've landed, which is we're going to both be more intentional about asking people meaningful questions in social situations. So it's what we've enjoyed from this podcast and we're going to do more of it in real life. That's right. So this episode was a little bit different in that we didn't ask just one person to bring an action item. 
This is one that we have collaborated on and are now both going to participate in live on the air. So our action item for this week was to bring a quote from this first volume that encompasses how you want to be in community moving forward into the new year. When this episode comes out, uh, we're recording it a little bit in advance, but it will be almost the new year. And it's, it's fun to use this text to reflect even further on our, our goals and our hopes for our community moving forward. So everyone listening, we hope that you take the time to look for a quote as well. But Anna, do you want to kick us off and share your quote on how you want to be moving into community into 2022? Yes. My quote is one that we talked about in an earlier chapter, and I think it reflects on a lot of the themes that we've discussed today. So in chapter two, on my page 56, Gandalf says to Frodo, all we have to decide is what to do with the time that is given to us. And for me, my time is best spent in choosing to be in spaces where I can be in community with loving folks, where I can have good conversation, um, and to continue to seek out spaces where I have opportunities to do that. So that quote really resonated with me the first time we read it, and then when we talked about this action item, um, it, it sprang to mind right away. That is a good one. I love that. All we have to decide is what to do with the time that is given us. Mm-hmm. That's very, that's very apt. Thank you for sharing. Thank you. So my quote is going to shock you and the listeners because I have chosen a quote from Tom Bombadil. <gasps> what? <laughs> I know. I had some backups and I was like, oh, maybe I could do this one. Maybe I could do that one. But I was like, no, this is really the one that's speaking to me and giving me direction. So I love this journey for you. And how many episodes you've come full circle on Tom Bombadil. No, I still find him <laughs> incredibly irritating. <laughs> but also maybe very sage. Yes, very, very sage. And I do, I do respect the, the, the sentiment behind this quote. So the quote that I am bringing is on page 145 in the chapter In the House of Tom Bombadil. Quote, if you come soon, you'll find breakfast on the table. If you come late, you'll get grass and rainwater. And the reason that I chose this quote is because I feel like it speaks to being very hospitable, but also having boundaries. And so I I like what he's saying here. And I want to be the, the kind of person who, when, when people come over, uh, either literally or metaphorically come to me to share something that I'm always going to have breakfast on the table and be able to share that. But if for some reason they're they're coming late, not literally, but like somehow stepping over a boundary that, that I have set and been, been clear on, that I am not bound to being hospitable at all costs. So I liked I liked this quote for the balance of welcoming and boundaries. I love that. And I think that's really important. And something we talked about in an earlier episode where being in community and maybe to put a finer point on it than we did in that conversation, to be in community is also to be accountable to one another. And so being really clear that simply being nice is not to be necessarily in community, but instead to really think about 
building safe and reasonable expectations for both yourself and for others and holding folks to them, I think is a way to build space that's for everyone. And that also gives you language to repair relationships when boundaries are crossed. And Tom Bombadil, for all of his flaws, certainly does do a lot of boundary setting while the hobbits are with him. He does. He he supports them and he's hospitable, but he's also not afraid to say, wow, I've I've really had to help you guys out a lot here. Uh, let's see if we can, you know, do better as you move on down the road. So we don't need to support the singing in order to support the sentiment. <laughs> That's right. That is the tagline for <laughs> the, <laughs> the whole book. We don't need to support the singing in order to support the sentiment. Today's podcast was brought to you by the missing female protagonist. I'm sure we'll get to you eventually, and we can't wait to meet you when we do. Our music is by Robert Zahn and Simon Dom. If you have thoughts on today's episode or on the action item that we shared today, send us a voicemail or email at infellowshippodcast at gmail.com. You can leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts. Remember to take care of your community, stay hydrated, and thank you for joining us today in fellowship. Anna, did we lose you? No, sorry, I'm really just <laughs> thinking about it. I was such a long pause. I was like, oh God, she's we've lost her. I'm really she's lost in thought. Um I still can't get over the fact that your quote was from Tom Bombadil. I am thoroughly shook. I was not prepared for that to be what you brought to the table. <laughs>